The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House podcast, hosted by Christoph and Marty Housen. Christoph Housen, yes, very good. You both got the Housen in there. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housen. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House Podcast Housing. Dan Housing is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Just wasted all of our gold. <laughs> Bullshitting. <laughs> Why does this always happen? Yeah, I know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast <laughs> episode 235 for June uh, 27th. 2021. Hi, I'm Marty. And I'm Christoph. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we just spent five minutes riffing and we'll probably never say anything as funny as we just send those five minutes <laughs> off the air. So I apologize. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, we, I enjoyed it. Th- this is this is where I screw up. If anything, for the patrons, we should probably just start hitting record earlier. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, but yeah. Uh, especially when Justin's involved, that gets a little. Yeah, you uh, know what? That's true. That That is true. There are there are some that. situations. Uh, speaking of programming note um, for the patrons, uh, there will be a Schlegel soapbox this week. It just will be later in the week. Yeah, um, yeah. Tuesdays so, what we're shooting on due to a scheduling snafu. Yes. So uh, so hopefully we'll get that up uh, ASAP. I really wanted to keep on schedule for the main show. Yes, indeed. Uh, just, to, just to not break that. And, uh, you know, today's a momentous day. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if we're talking about the exact same thing. Uh, well, it's a, today is the 10-year anniversary yes, of that's, the Python. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. I, I, the, I saw that the, earlier today. The famous Phil Brooks promo from uh, Monday Night's Raw's War uh, at some point 10 years ago. And at some point, fucking this day 10 years ago. I just yes. said that. I'm an idiot. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I, I saw that and I re-listened to it. And, I mean, it was pretty much pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, it, pretty accurate I, in retrospect. That, that being said, Vince McMahon, you can no longer say he's uh, a millionaire who should be a billionaire. He's a billionaire who arguably should be a millionaire. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Touche. Uh, and he has decided not to give everything over to his dumbass son-in-law. Uh, yeah. As... Yeah. Doofus son-in-law and yeah. uh, idiot, idiot daughter. Yes. Thank you I love the, the word doofus. It's Big ups to word. doofus. That's a great word. Yeah. We got to bring that back in 2021. That's doofus. That, that needs to be reclaimed. Uh, also, hiya, Colt Cabana. How you doing? <laughs> He's doing quite well, I imagine, right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> certainly not, not a as, uh, Phil, but. Yeah. Certainly not in a bad place. But um, the friendship is. <laughs> well, fair point. <laughs> but yeah, who would who would have thought 10 years? I mean, hey, 10 years is such a crazy amount of time. I mean, yeah. It's something I was thinking about in, uh, you know, let's let's just hit this button real quick. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Yeah. For now, that's like almost 80 years. Yeah, uh, th- there's that. But uh, I, I was doing some mental math uh, because this week heralded uh, another round of cuts as oh. uh, Big Dick Nick Khan uh, decided uh, he was going to swang it and <laughs> cut boy. cut fourteen more individuals from the roster, uh, along with a a writer. Uh, we'll we'll get into her as well. Oh, um, really? But w- w- uh, the 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 two prominent cuts of the f- fourteen were uh, they they go straight to our boy Chris's heart, oh. the fashion police themselves, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Fandango has been with the WWE for 15 years. He started in 2006 in developmental. Wow. That's, I mean, look, I'm disappointed. It's bittersweet for me because granted, I I don't watch WWE anymore. I don't even know the last time he was on TV. I know they had some tag stuff down in NXT for a bit. Yeah. 
but I like the guy, yeah, the, the 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 man behind fan, Johnny Curtis. I don't even know if that's yeah. his real name. Whatever his real name is, um, Fandango, yes. the dude. Uh, yes. He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, I he's very entertaining. He's very talented. He sh- really he should have been a fucking megastar. Yeah. Just looking at the guy and yeah. seeing him, you know, do some character work. Granted, you know, it went the other direction, but uh, nobody else can say that they beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania in their first match. Uh, so that uh, that distinction lies with it, uh, it is a massive uh, chip on the shoulder. But yeah, our but dear, dear friend Dango there. The, the point I was going to make 15 years in WWE. If you look at the most prominent runs in WWE, your Hulk Hogan's. You're Steve Austin's, you're mm-hmm. Rock. Hogan, his prime era, I, I know he came back at WrestleMania 9 and you right. know beat Yokozuna for the title. You're looking at an eight-year run for Hogan. Yeah. So that's almost two Hogans for one Fandango. <laughs> yeah. The Rock, 97 to 2003 for his prime era. Wow. Six years. Nearly three Rocks. Yeah. For one Fandango. Steve Austin, you're looking at 96 to 2001. Five years. Literally three Austins in one Fandango. Yeah. And granted, uh, Dango never, you know, made per year what any of those competitors made per year. No, it's it's just so (laughs) weird to look at that passage of time, even with the 10 years since the pipe bomb, and recognize that, like, these era-defining runs were really kind of minute on the scale of WWE history. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is weird to to sit back and, and look at that, but I, I feel like that speaks to his, you know, adaptability uh, yeah. and, and, and talent. And just, I feel like <clears throat> not having reached those levels certainly leads to that because you're just at that point, you're just a guy, you know, you're yeah. a guy, you're not making a lot of money. You can be put into, you know, a tag team. You could be doing, doing some single stuff. You could, you know, be, be a heel. You could dance uh, your way down to the ring. You do all this other sort of crazy shit. Uh, how long was breeze yeah. uh, there? Cause he, ha- it had to be close for breeze as well. Tyler breeze started uh, in FCW in 2010. Like Dalton. So, so we've had uh, 11 years <laughs> Of Tyler Breeze. He's only 33 years old. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. only 33. He's only right. 33. So that dude still has mileage. I mean, Fandango 39. He's he's on the higher end of things. Tyler Breeze. Been a injury, uh, injury prone the past couple of years as well. Yes. Has Dango. Yes. Uh, and then you got Breeze, 33 years young. Uh, very, very close with uh, Sean Spears. They run a wrestling school together. Yeah, um, he's definitely a guy. If you saw sort of the outpouring of affection, he's definitely a guy who um, a lot of people in WWE credit with sort of uh, giving them the confidence, if not, you know, the the poison insight to be better performers. Also very close with the Brody Lee fa- family. So mm-hmm. I would not be shocked to see Tyler Breeze pop up in AEW. I would be happy, very happy to see that. And yeah. whereas Dango has a distinction of being the only guy to to face Jericho at WrestleMania's first match, Tyler Breeze has the distinction of being the only person to wrestle Jushin Thunder Liger in WWE. Yes, so that he does. They both have these huge feathers in the caps uh, for their careers. And, you know, just, uh, a, I mean, legacy might be too strong a word for what they really did, but uh, a good body of work of, yes. you know, Good matches and just great character, character work. work. And, yeah. you know, it, it's the WWE motto. We make movies. You yeah. know, they, they they tell these stories. And the, the Fashion Police run in, what was it, 2016 or something at this point? Yes. Yeah. It was around that time. Uh, that was just just some great entertainment television that, yeah. that like, I was so like locked into waiting for that to happen on SmackDown each week. Like that, that was the thing that brought me back. And, you know, uh, it, it's a bummer because, you know, uh, 12 other people got released as well this past week unceremoniously. Yeah. And, uh, and I, we'll run through the list real quick though, Chris, I noticed your coffee mug this morning, Southpaw regional wrestling, something that I dare say was defining for a period of time 
for the careers of Fandango <laughs> and Tyler Breeze. Yeah, even though he bit off our idea, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. But <clears throat> let, let, let's run down the rest of the guys who, who were cut. Uh, and, and pretty much the short answer is 205 Live. 205 <laughs> Live as a yeah. brand, legitimately, hop on Got Wikipedia it. right now, down to five people. Right. One of which is the Brian Kendrick, who I don't even think is an active performer anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's been producing SmackDown. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, pretty decent Tony Nese, 35 years young. Uh, the most I can tell you is he's a hell of a worker and he likes to point to his abs. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He won the uh, Cruisador title at uh, <clears throat> WrestleMania 35 on the pre show. That's true. There. Then we've got 32 year old Aria Davari, who is. He's only 32? Yes. Plus the other Davari. Okay, yeah, the other Davari is older. Yeah, um, that's right. But yeah, uh, Arya Davari, 32 <laughs> years old. Uh, I, I got to be honest, for a lot of these guys, this is what I'm going to say. The definition of, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I almost feel bad about these guys having to re-enter the indie scene. You know, Well, on, they'll, they'll pull some money just from being a former WWE superstar. They, they, they absolutely will. For a while. But... I don't think AEW is knocking on the door of any of these guys, with the notable exception of Tyler Breeze. Uh, yeah. Impact may pick up some of them, but it is a wide swath of fine to good workers mm -hmm. who have little to no discerning characteristics. Right. Uh, the only thing I could say at this point and... Um, I saw some other uh, people on Twitter sort of speculating about this. If ever there was a time for a not quite Tony Khan to go, I'm going to build a wrestling company. There certainly are enough individuals on the market right now with some vague name value. Yeah, but I mean, you know, look, there's okay. AEW, WWE are the big, big ones. I'm just saying you... if you want to be another <clears throat> impact, if you want to be another ring of honor, now's the time. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's kind of already crowded out there. Again, yeah. nobody's to the level of AEW and WWE, but you got Impact. You've got Ring of Honor. Yeah. You've got MLW. You've yeah. got, you know, the, those are the those are the you know all ones that have some yeah. relevant uh, TV situation or YouTube. You have NWA. There's yeah. New Japan. There's 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 a lot of places for people to go. And again, not with the notoriety of of the big two, but you know, I feel like. Uh, you know, but the Bollywood boys, uh, yeah. you know, might show up as a package somewhere. I think, um, impact would be wise to pick up, uh, big Damo, Killian Dane. Yeah. Cause I feel like he'd fit in really well over there. He's got some friends over there. Yeah. I know uh, his former, um, Sanity, Sanity guy. Yeah. 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 He wise over there back. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was, well, uh, who I'll, got the ax. I'll, I'll run through the list. So we said, <laughs> uh, Dango breeze, Tony Nice, Arya Davari, August gray, Former Beyond Wrestling and Evolved superstar uh, Anthony Green signed okay. in August 2020 with WWE. Uh, he was part of the uh, Evolve contract uh, buyouts. Wow. Didn't even um, make a year. Yeah. Um, then we've got Everrise of Chase Parker and Matt Martell, formerly known as 3.0 on the indies. Um, very, very close with uh, Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. um, two Canadian guys uh, who are charismatic as hell. And literally on Thursday, we're given their own YouTube show by WWE. Yeah, I saw uh, that. <laughs> Kurt Stallion uh, was cut. He started in October 2020. Uh, again, okay. another one of those Evolve signings. The aforementioned Bollywood boys of Sunil and Samir Singh. Arturo Ruas, who has been, <laughs> who has been with WWE since 2015. Someone did the math. He had uh, he started on NXT. Uh, he had an appearance on Raw Underground last year. In his six years with WWE, he had seven matches for a cumulative of thirty-one minutes in ring on TV. Yes, or just NXT total. and does that count? House Raw shows Underground. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thir thirty-one <laughs> minutes over six years. Wow, that's, uh, that's a whopping a five minutes a year. Is probably making what uh, forty. 40G a year? Yeah, something like that. Uh, he, he was part of that brief interest of WWE to put together Brazilian superstars, which also gave us Ty Conti. Oh, yeah. And uh, Cesar Bononi. 
Uh, I forget Benoni went through the PC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, he almost got deported from the country after getting fired by the PC. That's so, fun. Yeah. Uh, Marina Shafir, who, of course, was part oh, of yeah. the Ronda Rousey for Horsewomen signings. Um, on, on, on the level of missed opportunities... How high is the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing? Massive. And who would have thought of the four <laughs> women, Shayna Baszler would be the one to stay in WWE? Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, she's very good. She's subjected to doing nowadays, but yeah, uh, she's still employed and getting paid. You imagine, and I imagine she's getting paid pretty well, too. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Killian Dane. Uh, of course, he mm-hmm. uh, he's married to Nikki Cross. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, Marina Shafir, the wife of Roddy Strong. Roddy Strong. Yeah. Um, Killian Dane, uh, aka Big Damo, um, had a hell of a run with Sanity. Um, has mostly it. been kind of dicking around with uh, Drake Maverick in recent months. Yeah. Uh, so he's gone. And last but far from least, Tino Sabatelli, former. Oh no, I forgot about it. <laughs> former football player. Um, <laughs> signed in 2014. Cut in April 2020. Resigned in October 2020, worked all of one match on AEW Dark in between, was rumored to be a mole into AEW. Yes. Uh, also, apparently not good at not injuring people for realsies. Yeah, I think he was sent by Langley to uh, to investigate <laughs> these uh, these wrestling wars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he, he was and never was. Let's be honest. Uh, which is kind of amazing. Guy had uh, a a banger of a theme. Uh, B, uh, built like a brick shit house. They definitely, yeah. because of breaking ground, you could tell they were trying to make him a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just you gotta have put talent. it together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, million dollar body, five dollar engine. Like yeah. <laughs> that's pretty there much what it was there. Not there you go. Not really a lot going on on the inside. Um, but yeah, uh, it came and went. Uh, Again, none of these guys, with the notable exception of Fandango and Tyler Breeze, are needle movers. Um, None of these guys are uh, shocking cuts or anything. Like, my understanding, uh, based off of, you know, the reporting between uh, Sean Ross uh, Sapp and Dave Meltzer, who both of which have been busting their ass on these stories the past two days. Yeah. um, You know, I... by the way, I, I did see the, the tweet that uh, Sean Ross Sapp put up about this wasn't a Nick Khan call has been removed. So, Oh, really? So we'll see about that uh, because Meltzer <laughs> saying it is a Nick Khan call. But the overall idea is they want to uh, scout bigger and younger. So they're looking for talents who are over 220 pounds and under 25. All of these guys are on the other side of 30. Yeah. Yeah, that makes – I mean, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, you have uh, – at one point, they had over 300 people, talent, signed, yes. I think. They yes. were whittling that down. They're probably, you know, under – easily under 250, closer to 200 at this point. Yes. Over the past – because this is, what, the fourth or fifth bout of releases they've done this year alone? At least fourth. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, they're, they're trimming the fat. And, again, a lot of these people are – people that were never going to be, you know, a, a pay-per-view main event star or anything like that. And Oh, he, some of them I I don't think we're ever going to get onto the main roster, let alone yeah. you know, well, on on SmackDown or Raw in some level of prominence. I mean, Christ, look at, you know, some of the talented people that they have that are still there, like uh a fucking Ricochet who yeah. is just you know, floundering Happy around to be there. Rick O'Shea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christ, man, what a wasted fucking talent that is, but whatever. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not like any of these guys are bad. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. Well, Sabatelli was kind of bad. Well, fair. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to speak <laughs> ill of the talent. It's just uh, a very uncomfortable situation where, um, I, I think they just had these guys hired because triple H was in full you know, Pokemon trainer mode of indie stars and just was going, they, they seem interesting. I'm going to hire them. Oh, they also seem interesting. I want to hire them. And now you have a guy coming in. Who's literally kind of, who's literally looking at this list and going, are they going to be anything? No. Are they going to be anything? No. Are they going to be anything? No. This guy, is he something? Oh, guess what? No. Like I don't blame him. 
Yeah, but then there's people like Alistair Black and Rusev who oh, could or, who I, were I, fucking names in Needle Movers who I, still I, got I the totally, axe. I totally understand what you're saying there, but like in this round of cuts, right? Yeah, you know, I I, I don't deny the talent of these guys. I don't deny the drive of these guys. I hate to see people lose their jobs. <laughs> so okay, here's but the question: in, in 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 the perception of how the performance center to Raw and SmackDown funnel is supposed to work. Not the idea of super indie NXT, you know, trying to go pound for pound with AEW as its own brand. But the idea of they get a guy, they refine a guy, they put him on NXT. When he's ready, he goes to Raw or SmackDown and becomes, you know, a main main event level superstar eventually. None of these people were going to get there. Right. I agree. I agree. But my question is, yeah, Nick Khan probably going through the payroll and looking at these people. Yeah, I would imagine old VKM gets the final say, right? Probably. I, I would assume as much, but who the hell knows anymore? I don't know who's who is piloting this ship business wise. Creatively, we know who's piloting the ship. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, do we, we know who's in the pilot seat. <laughs> right. But so yeah. so when it comes the time that Nick Khan gets down for another round and is looking at what somebody like, you know, a Ron Killings makes per year and he tries to cut our truth. Does Vince McMahon say, no, this guy's comedic gold and keep him around? Or does, uh, you know, does our truth get the, uh, the hot dog and a handshake farewell? You know, I don't know, because I feel like I feel like in our truth is a signing that exists because of his, like, mascot-level appeal. Mm -hmm. You know, again, he's not going to be your WrestleMania headliner, but he's definitely, like, I don't know. A WrestleMania host. Yeah, WrestleMania host. To to use uh, a a weird analogy, um, he's kind of like the, uh, the masturbating bear on Conan. Uh, no one's watching the show for the right. masturbating bear, but people go, Oh, Hey, that's, that's a, that's a trademark bit. Okay. Right. I, I, in terms of the comedy involved, I'd probably put him closer to a, uh, triumph, uh, the insult comic dog than, than masturbating bear. That's fair. That's fair. But maybe Ron Simmons I, uh, now, is more uh, the masturbating bear than, <laughs> than Archer. Well, he's got a Legends contract, so that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, and that so, reminds yeah. me, these Legends deals, I don't know how long they're going to last either. That's true. Yeah. I feel like, honestly, I feel like that's where they should be cutting all this money. Yeah. Because they only bring these guys in sporadically, and yeah. if they want to bring somebody in, you could do a, a one-shot deal. Hey, we'll give you ten grand to show up on uh, on Raw, and you know, totally. do whatever. You know, I'm sure DiBiase will show up and take another bump for another uh, five grand at this point. Like I, I saw a quote, and look, he might have been working because God knows everyone in this business does. But mm-hmm. I saw a quote from Scott Hall the other day that he makes six figures a year on his Legends deal. That's insane. Yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, look, they merchandise the shit out of Razor Ramon and the NWO. Right. Yeah, which I was going to say part I, I'd of imagine why doing it. But right, the majority of that is from action figures, and I don't know if they get a cut of likeness in video games and mobile games and it, stuff like that. It's probably like an all-in-one, all-encompassing right. thing where right. it's like we're paying you a hundred k a year, and then they merchandise the shit out of you. Still, I mean, that's that's a hundred k for doing dick all. That's yeah. for doing for absolutely existing. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> for surviving essentially. I yeah. mean, when you look at Scott Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that case, yes. That's that's just, that's his uh, rate yeah. of survivor. His fee for um for surviving another year. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dallas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he should he should funnel at least fifteen grand of that right to DDP. Exactly. Yeah. DDP should be getting fifteen percent off the top. At uh, least. Then, then he wouldn't have to charge me ten bucks a month for his app. <laughs> yes, Chris has been doing the DDPY. Uh, Hell yeah, brother! If you noticed. Uh, well, you probably can't from the from this from my from my tits <laughs> up. You can't really tell. But yeah, I I hate seeing guys lose their jobs. But for me, at this core, it, 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 these cuts make sense. Yeah. 
I mean, there's really nothing else to say. You know, yeah. they're, they're like, you know, like we said, they're a bunch of a, a bunch of guys that were, you know, getting a paycheck to do not not much else. Um, the real shock for me, though, is NXT UK is so far untouched. Yeah, that that's odd, but I feel like it's coming. I mean, I, I think if it weren't for the BT Sport deal, which pays ostensibly for NXT UK. Yeah, but is it, re- is it worth it? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the figures in front of me, nor yeah. do I really care. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see another couple months uh, when, when that gets the axe, because I don't know anybody. Even, like, the, the, the other podcasts and shows that, like, recap. Nobody recaps NXT UK. It's like, it's just, <laughs> it's fucking there, you know. And, yeah. and Paul, for you know, let me know if I'm wrong. Do UK people care about NXT UK? I, I don't fucking yeah. know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know. Hey, look, if, if you want it. God damn, a guy like Tyler Bate should be A in the US, B on his way up. I know he's like 5'2, but still. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, he carried, well, he didn't carry, but he had an amazing match with Walter, a guy who's like three times his size. Yes. And it was one of the best matches of the year. Yeah. So, and granted, Walter's a hell of a worker, but still, you know, if that doesn't show you that the little guys can, can do amazing things and put on entertaining at matches, but. You know, yeah. has Vince McMahon ever seen that match? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> so uh, the other big Does story. Do you even know who Walter oh. is? <laughs> Fair, he, he's the big giant baby. What chops people? Yeah. Who who jobbed in that lead up to Survivor Series a couple of years ago. <laughs> turned the internet into a fervor. Uh, so the other cut this week was from the writer's staff as it was. Oh, boy. Comedian Kenise Mobley. Um Oh, she's a comedian. Yes, she's. Oh. She was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, a few months back doing stand up. Okay. Um, so she got let go uh, after there was some online fervor from her appearance on a podcast, a podcast called Asian Not Asian. Um, okay. Was she the Asian or the not Asian on uh, that show? <laughs> I don't know enough about the podcast set. Okay. But, All right. Uh, mm-hmm. She was she was discussing being hired by WWE, and and here's what she said: Yes, I have just been hired by WWE. Given the things that you know about me in my entire life and what I'm into, yes, that's surprising. Yes, also a surprise for me. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production and comedy writing. And they're like, perfect, come on in. So I'm on the Monday Night Raw team. There's Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. And the people I know that are on it are Bobby. His name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby (laughs) Lashley. And I really should know that. He's like this giant black guy. And he and the people who are part of his crew, I know that they call, or at at least as of last year, they call themselves the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business, they wear suits and they're like, we're cool. It's a hell of a quote. Yes. So. A lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack there. And I will say, I think it is unfortunate that this woman has faced significant online backlash, not just because of her comment, but for being a woman of color. And I want to say Uh, before we dig into any of this, that the mob that came from her can fuck right off. That's some (laughs) absolute bullshit. Point two. There are people who are very angry about her coming out and saying she was hired. And she's not a wrestling fan. That is exactly why she was hired. Vince McMahon hates, hates, hates professional wrestling. They make movies. It's a variety show. Of course they want a fucking comedy writer. They think they're hilarious. Do you not hear Michael Cole trying to laugh? Trying. Yeah, is the key. I th- I don't think the the biggest okay, the biggest issue with this whole situation is not the fact that WWE hired a non-wrestling fan writer. It's the fact that this person was a dummy and went on a podcast and just started spouting all this all this shit and said that ridiculous statement where i mean you're doing it on a podcast i mean it's going to be listened to by at least six people as our numbers will show yes so you know it's going to it's going to get out there and it will be out there for people to listen to if i accepted a job uh 
um, you know, as a foreman of a construction company. And then I go on this podcast saying, haha, these fucking idiots. I've never done construction a day in my life. I think the, uh, you know, I think the, the, the I beams go welded to the Y beams and shit like this. And then it goes out on a podcast. Chances are somebody's going to hear it and say, well, this guy probably shouldn't be employed here. Yeah. And I will also say, being on the Monday Night Raw team, you should know Bobby Lashley's name. Yes. Yeah. You, you should admit not, that. You do not work for Marvel and go, he's Captain USA or something. Iron guy? <laughs> Spider dude? Something like that. No, you yeah. know the fucking name. The Incredible Bulk, right? The big uh, the big yeah, purple guy? Big McLarge huge. Him? Yeah. <laughs> um. So... At the very least, that was probably not going to end well. But at its core, the people who are coming for and attacking this woman for not knowing wrestling. One, more people don't know wrestling than do. Yeah, very much so. I'll just put it out there. We're a very vocal minority. We are a very vocal minority. And I'm going to be honest. I don't feel comfortable with strangers knowing that I know about professional wrestling. <laughs> it's just well, not your, your shirt choices would say otherwise, Marty. Fair point. I, I try. I try to go. A, <laughs> I try to go a little left of the the average, though. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm 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 not wearing a you know Roman Reigns is my cool dad T-shirt or whatever they're selling on WWE shop right now. Um, oh God, I just remember the day one is H. <laughs> oh God! Such comedy from Brizango. God damn it! What does um, that mean? <laughs> uh, but like, don't come for this lady. She she was hired under the pretense that she didn't know professional wrestling. Like, yeah, we can sit here and obviously point out that you should know the name of the top character of the show you're writing. Right, yeah. If I get hired to write for fucking Breaking Bad and I don't know anything going Walter, on with Walter White, Walter Blight? That's then, his name. There's, Walter Blight. Then, then there's an issue. I mean, I get it, it's, you know, but at the same time, she wasn't going to be, you know, launched into the head of creative and start, you know, dictating all these storylines. No. I don't know how the writing room works. I know it's probably a clusterfuck, <laughs> well, uh, to say the least. Well, I, I don't know that the writing room works. I think they write a show <laughs> and then it just gets thrown out. Or how the writing room operates. The yes. works is probably not the, the best word to use there. Um, but I'd imagine somebody pitches an idea and then – you know, maybe that idea gets uh, assigned to a feud or something like that. You know, you, it, it it would help to know who you're dealing with. But I still I, I don't think, especially in WWE, that it's a total necessity that you know who everybody is, because somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, as we just said, their roster at one point was over 300 people to, to come in to a show and say, well, who's this guy? What does this guy do? What's yeah, his yeah. what are his motivate? You know that that's a lot of homework. It is. But again, don't admit that publicly. No, no. That, that, on the that, job training. That's sort of the key thing here. You should not talk about these things uh, publicly if if you could probably get fired for them. You should never talk about your job in, in, in public. Yeah, I, I <laughs> sure should. Especially on a don't. podcast. Hell, Chris, Chris uh, doesn't really know what I do. And, and <laughs> I still don't. I still yeah. don't really understand. I've had my current job for a year and a half. He has no idea what I do. And I, granted, I've tried to explain it to him. His eyes glaze Multiple over. times, and yeah. it just does not sink in. No, no, it's okay. I, I don't really know what Chris does. Uh, hangs out with cripples? Something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a crip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, my I'm whole wardrobe yeah. outside of my black t-shirts is blue. So yeah. you know that's. But um, no, I mean, granted, when I worked at the radio station, I learned that the hard way multiple yeah. times. Yes. About not talking about your job in public or on social media. <laughs> I haven't ever told the story about how I got in trouble for motherfucking the Ravens on uh, on social media. Yes. Yes. You, yeah. Yes. Great that, stuff that, that you have. And then I then I uh, obnoxiously became a super ridiculous diehard Ravens fan, despite my boss. It's fantastic. I wore a jersey every day. Yeah. I, I like, you know, was tweeting, go, you know, all these stupid, uh, you know, the shit that normal people post on a Sunday afternoon in the fall, you know, all that <laughs> this, kind of stuff. This is why Chris was employee of the month, multiple months. I did not get along with my bosses, <laughs> neither, either of them. <laughs> Chris, I, I love you, bud, but 
having come to this show as a listener first and a host second, I just want you to, uh, well, I, I wonder, have you ever taken a moment to step back and kind of realized why you're not there now when you tell stories like this? I quit. <laughs> they, they, you know, no, they, they did not want me to go because that's I fair. was that's a fucking fair. linchpin. I did fucking everything around there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I just this busted was, your balls, dude. No, no, no. That's Look, I will fully admit my uh, my shortcomings and falterings here. Uh, I did some stupid shit as a as a 20 something. But, um, you know, I've I've learned from those uh, mistakes. Uh, but still, fuck the Ravens in the NFL forever. I <laughs> well, hope, uh, uh, no disagreement. You know, None. I hope sometime overnight when nobody's there, uh, one winning one winning drive explodes. So, <laughs> so nobody's injured, but they have no facility. That'd be cool. Uh, I probably should have said that. I should probably cut that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, probably not a bad idea. Uh, in, in other news this week, if we actually want to talk about what happened in ring with WWE, guess what? Edge is back. Oh, yeah, and he's going to get a title shot that he didn't earn. Yep. Cool. He's going to be getting a shot at Money in the Bank against Roman Reigns, and he still cool. kind of looks like Jesus. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty much what we got. Uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, as we're looking at 35 minutes in, I think it's time to talk about last night's yeah. Saturday Night Dynamite. Uh, I have to uh, tell the dear listeners here, I unfortunately did not get a chance to watch this show yet, as last Ooh, night I did my first Super Art Fight show in 476 days. Good Lord, boy. Yeah, it was very, very nice to do a show. We were hired to play a house show. It went very nicely. A literal uh, house show. Oh, yes. A yes. show in a house. Yes, not the pro wrestling parlance. It was a, <laughs> a house <home> party. Show. <laughs> yes. um, how many people were in the audience? 15? And how like, many people were in your crew? Four. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were we were outnumbered. <laughs> did, did you did you need a microphone, or were you able to, uh, uh, to do your play by play without? Just able to yell directly at the people's faces. Nice. Very, very nice. nice. You'd be able to be more animated with your hands now, not having to to hold a microphone. Got right? very Italian. Yes. What you need, I think you need one of those Phil Collins mics. You need a, <laughs> you know, so that you can bust out a. Oh sort of man! If I had the power to summon the Phil Collins Air Knight drum solo <laughs> at any moment, oh, wait, who am I kidding? I have a soundboard. I could do that if I wanted to. Yes, you have the power. Uh, Come on, Prince Adam. Let's yeah, get this meanwhile, shit going. I, I just have dumb shit like the Metal Gear Alert noise. Like I don't. <laughs> I, I have no purpose for that. Has, but that, I has that ever come up to uh, in, the, in the show that you needed to use that? No, but I wanted it just in case. It's <laughs> a, a classic sound effect right yeah, there. Yeah. Top tier. Elite. It's yeah. all Other elite things sound that effects. we haven't used that I have is, of course, yeah. Wilhelm Scream. I mean, I got that in there. Okay. All oh. right. Oh, love a good staff. Yeah, don't really have much use for that. But oh, here, Chris. I feel like I'll, you've used that one at least once. Uh, yeah, once or twice. I mean, this co- this one definitely comes up often thanks to Drew McIntyre. I'll make way for Willie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lady Doris, have you had any grease? And, yes, and yes for, I do. For you, Chris. Grease me up, woman! For you, Chris. Oh. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, does it? But hey, as we were saying... Saturday Night Dynamite, 8 p.m. It was on TNT. Uh, show kicked off with Sammy Guevara getting ambushed by Sean Spears. Got to check your corners, Sammy. You got to yeah. check your corners. He was walking down the, uh, I guess, the second most dangerous parking lot in pro wrestling at this point. <laughs> the AEW uh, Daily Space parking lot. Walking by a tractor trailer. Marvez distracting him by talking to him. And uh, the, the chairman, Sean Spears, uh, hits him with a chair. And, you know, tries to be imposing and evil, but just comes off like a doofus. <laughs> there it and, is. And uh, the top of the show kicked off with Hangman Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Hell yeah. It sounds like it was a big old slobber knocker. Chris, take me there. What happened? Uh, they wrestled each other professionally. <laughs> oh, hey. Ring. Uh, <laughs> Page's head got uh, cut open in a throw into the um, uh, ring post. Mm-hmm. So he had a little uh, little bloodiness uh, in his hair. Didn't really, you know, get into his eyes thanks to that those long, luscious locks he has. But uh, some really good... Uh, uh, power moves from powerhouse Hobbs, uh, a great 
reversal from uh, an attempt to a buck out of a buckshot lariat into this bitch and spinebuster. Um, and you know, yeah, it was uh, it, it was good. And then of course, you know, Team Taz, uh, Starks and Hook came out with the FTW title, trying to hit Page with it, but then. Uh, Brian Cage came out and ripped the uh, title away from Ricky Starks and, you know, shoved Ricky Starks because he can't really do anything physical because of his neck injury. Mm-hmm. Hook stayed on the outside, uh, but um, uh, Page won with the uh, Deadeye um, and got the one, two, three on Hobbs for that. I did see someone online point out that while w- working his way through the gauntlet of Team Taz, that uh, Page has beat each guy with a different finisher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I think he, yeah, he did that to sub- be correct. He did that weird submission on um, Ricky Starks. He did yeah. the uh, buckshot on buckshot. Page and, and now, now Dead, Dead Eye, Eye on uh, Hobbs. So is Hook the, the the final boss here? Is that what we're going for? Uh, apparently, <laughs> sure. Hook is going to debut on these July shows. The, really? The, okay. The live shows. Um, and uh, I'm guessing, based off of the way this played out, we may be getting a Hook Hobbs. Cage page, page match. Page. Yes, yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing uh, with Taz losing his mind on commentary throughout. But uh, I, I do, I really do enjoy Taz commentary. He really adds a lot to, you know, the three man booth. If, if there's anyone who has really been rejuvenated by the cool, refreshing waters of Lank Minnetonka, known as AEW, uh, it is definitely Taz. That And Tony Schiavone. Oh, yes. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's true. But ta- <laughs> Taz is definitely um, outperformed all expectations. No doubt. Uh, since becoming not just a commentator, but a, a, an on-air talent. And um, stage dad. He's essentially a stage dad yes, as well. Yes, this is simultaneously. He's he so. a dance mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a video package hyping Omega versus Jungle Boy, setting it up as one of the biggest matches in Dynamite history. Look, I got to say, the amount of time and effort they put into promoting, I, I will get into more when the match happens, but the, the time and effort they put into promoting this match. They it, both on social media, on the show, on the road to stuff, all all these sorts of things. They knocked it out of the park. They really gave it this big fight feel. Yeah. Um. And this this you know quick package at the beginning really helped. Uh. You know helped keep the fervor going and build to the fervor early on. And they kept they kept doing little bits of it throughout the show to 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 build to the main event. They really executed it well. It's weird. You promote a match as a match that people want to see, and people want to see the match. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah, the young Buck, yeah, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler backstage coming out <sighs> promo. Bucks talk about how the, the longest reigning tag champions in AEW history listed all the teams they've beaten and said Eddie Kingston and Penta are next. Mm-hmm. The Bucks will beat them because they're EVPs, extremely violent people. Yeah, that was cringy as fuck. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be. I know, but still, like, I was like, uh, it was one of those, you know, when you're watching with, <laughs> with a significant other who's not, you know, entirely into it, and you kind of hope they're not, like, you know, dying of laughter on the other side of the couch. So to put over the FTR and Proud and Powerful match, they had a debate between Tully Blanchard mm-hmm. and Conan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conan came out um, to, I believe, the old uh, LAX music oh, okay. that they got somehow. Um, so I mean, look, uh, they, they probably asked Don Callis, who talked to Scott Demore, and Scott was yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Conan pretty much starts and cuts a fucking great promo talking about, you know, the the rough life of PNP and starts getting into the, you know, the the plight of the people person of color in America in 2021. I'm like, "Holy shit, you're talking Tully Blanchard in the middle of a pro wrestling ring <laughs> on, a major, <laughs> on a major cable network." Um, but then the line of the night was saying how uh, he said something in Spanish, and then he said, that's Spanish. You should probably learn it because you'll probably be speaking it to your grandkids. Oh, and shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Daga. Slayed it on his on his promo there. And then Tully, you know, came out, did his, you know, normal Tully sort of thing. Um, Conan takes the mic back and then brings out P&P. Uh, but, you know, you, you could tell right away that that wasn't the body type of PNP plus <laughs> their entire faces were covered. So I'm like, okay, when's this going to turn around? So Tully takes the mic back, 
directs him to the Tron and says, look at this. And it's PMP laid out backstage. And then the two men in the ring take off their mask. It's FT- FTR and they beat the shit out of Conan, including the, the spike pile driver. Um, so it wasn't uh, Conan on death's door earlier this year. Yeah. From COVID uh, amongst other things. So yeah, he's a, he's had a tough go about it, but yeah. June of 2021 uh, will forever be known as old man bump month in pro wrestling. So this is uh, just another one to add to the, uh, add to the, list dude just decided to take a spike paul driver on national television good for him man get that payday bless him then we had uh one of the matches i'm really looking forward to watching on the replay uh matt seidel versus dante martin this was a rematch from an AEW dark match from a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. um but before it could happen uh dante martin's entrance was interrupted by vicky guerrero and andrade el idolo yeah vicky comes out does her excuse me bit el idolo she introduces um, Andrade. Andrade comes out. She says they have a. I hear Andrade's really... theme sucks. Confirm it was. It was wallpaper paste. It was, okay. it was. It was. It did not stick out at all. Um, but he came out, nice looking suit. He opened up the suit and he had El Idolo uh, monogrammed inside the suit. Uh, so you know it was expensive. Um, yes. They said they have a really big announcement to make, and then Matt Seidel's music hit, and then. Matt Seidel makes his entrance and the match starts. Those two walk away. So I'm guessing this will lead to a Matt Seidel-Andrade match at some I mean, point on one of these July shows. If there's anyone to be squashed and make them look good, yeah, uh, it is Matt Seidel. Um, also, uh, I saw that the finish for this match was Matt Seidel hitting a lightning spiral, uh, Masato Yoshino's mm-hmm. finish from Dragon Gate. Um, Seidel pretty much got to be the worker that he is because of a run in dragon gate i really hope he gets into dante's martin's ear and is like boy go to japan learn how to do the flippy doos yeah well i mean he's he's got he's flippy doos he's got hops but yeah he's got hops but um yeah i i, I uh, especially when uh his his brother uh comes back from the knee injury yeah. like if there's any team, I, I know we always talk about the New Japan side of things uh, sure. in terms of a, a, a trade. Um, but if there's any team where I'm just like, send those boys down to Dragon Gate, make them real yeah. good with those flippies. <laughs> yeah, it's top flight. So, yeah, I, I hope that happens. But the uh, match was really, really good. Um, yeah. You know, Dante Martin came out looking like a million bucks, even in defeat, which I guess was kind of the uh, kind of the theme of the night, really. Yeah. When I when I look at it all in retrospect, yeah. uh, but had some really good maneuvers, some good reversals, some good heart shown there, and like you said, he got the hops, man. That guy can, that guy can leap. He's yeah, I, I saw his double his double jump uh, springboard moonsault into the ring because yeah, I, I was catching up on not just you know the 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 recap, but also. The gifts, and that yeah, was of course. That's that what I usually do on Wednesday nights. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I heard that uh, Jr. announced it like he was falling asleep. <laughs> well, that was kind of the theme of the night. Oh, God, fucking! First of all, whenever he opens a show, it always sounds like he's losing his voice. Uh, sure. Does Jim Ross, and he's just Saturday night. You know what that means? It's like it's it's sleepy time for Jr. Like unless they film these shows at three p.m., Jr. is going to sound like he's falling fucking asleep because he's a yeah. senior fucking citizen. Yeah. Yeah. And he should not be calling AEW I, shows. I, hang on. Let me let me I'll shout it till I'm blue in the fucking face and I actually lose my voice. Let, let, take let this take man off the shows. Jim Ross is 74. 69 years young. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Tony Schiavone, 63. Okay, I mean, you know, all that have... I thought. Well, I mean, I know JR's had a rough couple of years. Yes. No, uh, no, no, no. He's, I, I, he's had a rough couple of decades, to be honest with you. Yes. But that doesn't, you know, I, I just, it, it's, it's, it's done. Like he's, he's yeah. done his part of, you know, helping launch this show. Just kind of slink back backstage, help with whatever you were helping backstage. I just, it's, it's not adding anything to yeah. the show. It, it's, it's detracting and it's just, it's just, Detracting and distracting yes. uh, for, from from what's happening out there, and I, uh, you know, maybe he'll have a little more life in him when they are on the road, or maybe that'll be worse. I don't know. Yeah, he's a fucking senior citizen, man. Retire. <laughs> Jungle Boy had a promo backstage talking about how tonight's even the biggest night of his life, and here he comes- tried to have a promo, but yes. he was interrupted by Christian, yeah. who, who hijacked the promo. And granted, yeah. it was still about Jungle Boy, yeah. but I feel like. 
Like you gotta let this guy sink or swim on his promos out at this point. Yeah. You know, you're you're pushing him as a in, in in the main event as as a star. You don't need to have, or maybe I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they tried it one way and it didn't work, so they they had an audible and called Christian in to save it. I don't know, but you know, it, it kind of seemed like they were actively trying to cover up a negative here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind the idea of Christian taking Jungle Boy under his wing. No, um, me either. I, I think that's a fun idea, but uh, I, I agree. Jungle Boy needs to sink or swim. But hey, it's all good because then we went to a Jake Cargill promo. Well, it was weird because it was Sterling and Cargill. They were like hawking their shirt from a- shopaew.com. Yeah. Um, talking about how the brand is setting off and people are buying the t shirts or whatever. And then, of course, they got to the, you know, say the line, Bart, essentially. Yeah. And then, you know, she's that bitch. And yeah. Well, from what I understand, Jade ripped up a Dark Order shirt over the course of this promo. I'm. Honestly, wasn't even paying that much attention. I was scrolling through Twitter at this point or texting you what was happening. Yes, yeah, true. Thank you for texting <laughs> me, by the way. Um, no problem. So she apparently tore a Dark Order shirt. May I throw out a bit of booking here? Okay. Anna Jay's coming back and going after Jade. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's rock. Yeah. It could be very into that. Yeah, or you can, you oh. can give me uh, Tay Conti versus Jade because Tay Conti's at oh, least yeah, Dark true. Order adjacent. That's true. <laughs> she's not officially a member, but yeah. she's she's she hangs around and has a weird love affair with minus one that I don't. Yeah, it's a little, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> my Brazilian housekeeper sort of situation. Uh, yes, I've seen many a short independent film about how this goes. <laughs> how do you say? Oh, no, no, I guess uh, that wouldn't work because they're they're heterosexual. I was going to say, how do you say call me by your name oh. in Portuguese? But oh, no, it's <laughs> not really the same. Take Conti stuck in the. Uh, the the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did. Didn't they do a bit about uh, one one of the vlogs? I think it was Sammy's vlog. Yes, they did a uh, they did a bit of somebody stuck in the dryer. Yeah. Oh god, yep. fantastic, fantastic. MJF Wardlow <laughs> and Sean Spears were with Alex Marvez. MJF talked about attacking Jericho, having Sean Spears attack Guevara. Didn't understand why people are mad about him attacking Dean Malenko. People should be thanking him because he gave Dean Malenko an early retirement. And then this very quickly turned into a brawl because here comes Jericho and Jake Hager. Rock hard, Jake Hager. God. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, this was backstage right past Gorilla. So they brawl out uh, into the ring. And then um, there's the the numbers. Who's, oh, because it was three of them. It was Wardlow, yeah. Spears, and 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 MJF. Uh, but then uh, as as MJF has Jericho down on the ground, they're about to either pilmanize or do something terrible to Jericho's elbow. Sammy's music hits. Sammy comes in and does a, you know, the save spot for everybody. And then there was a really weird glitch in the audio at this point in the show where the audio for his promo played before he said the words. I don't know how the fuck this happened. Uh, huh. Maybe it was some kind of with a maybe they're. With the delay that they're on or something, um, I'm I'm not sure, but it was it was a little glitch in the matrix uh, there. But Sammy cut an okay, you know, promo hyping up the match uh, on Wednesday. So I am looking forward to that match. Uh, I feel like they're not. I don't know. It's it. I feel like it's not getting the hype it deserves. I I feel like this is the first of a few because if I'm AEW. <laughs> Uh, I want big, fiery, baby-faced Sammy to be headlining yeah. one of these Texas shows ah, against yeah. MJF. So. Okay. All Miro right. cut a promo where he thanked God for his power and for keeping his wife flexible. He, I mean, all hail Miro at this point, man. What a fucking 180. I am, yeah. I am all fucking in on this guy. Uh, addressing Brian Pillman Jr. It sounds like there are some all-time lines in this. Uh, standing between the righteous man and his path is like standing between the cleaver and its meat. Yeah, this <laughs> classic. The bravest thing that Brian Pillman Jr. has ever done in his life was thinking about attacking yep. Miro. The stupidest was actually doing it. Yeah, not Fuck. only is it a great line, but they were delivered fantastically as well. Uh, I mean, God, for a guy with English as a second language, his promos are fucking killer. Yeah, yeah. And this guy... Was not allowed to be a main eventer. Right? Yeah, they fed this guy who came into WrestleMania on, on a, a tank. tank. 
which he which he had sex with Lana in. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) with his flexible wife. Um, Yeah, man, how do you not see the see the value in this fellow? But you know, that's that's their loss in AEW's gain. Ethan Page had a match with Bear Bronson from Bear Country. Um, Yep, this was a match. Yeah, I, I. you know, I, I this was a filler match for me because I I know nothing and care nothing about Bear Country. All I know yeah. is that they're two big beefy bruisers with weird masks. That's yep. that's all the development they've had. Uh, that, that's what most people their, know about them. Their second or third ever appearance on Dynamite. Yeah, they had the Godzilla Kong match against Jurassic Express. And right. I can't recall anything else. But maybe uh, a tag team battle royal or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Something I don't like, even. You know what? You're right. You're right. It was on uh, Blood and Guts. They were, I think, yeah. they were part of that multi-team to do um, but uh it was more of a, a chance for ego to kind of show off and pick up a big uh w you know he tried a couple times to hit the ego's edge throughout the match uh and then you know when he did actually get it it was you know the smart way to do it where uh bronson was up on the second rope uh trying to he was looking outside distracted by uh the other bear country guy and uh scorpio sky and then he just picked up, yeah yeah, that guy. And then so he just picked him up by his shoulders and then I mean he held him up there for a good amount of time. Yeah. Uh so that's uh that's respect for the power there for for uh Egon. But um but yeah, that was uh that was it. Ego's edge for the W and then he cuts a promo, says that, you know, he knows that Darby isn't done with him and he's not done with Darby. He repeatedly says he's going to be the nail in his coffin and then challenges Darby Allen to a coffin match for the 7-7 show uh, a couple weeks from now uh, on Dynamite. That'd, so that should be, be Road really Rager in yeah. Miami. There you um, go. So uh, that match should absolutely rule. And if any company can continue the Lucha Underground legacy of having a good, violent casket match, yes. it yeah. is this one. And it's those guys. So yeah. Use real coffins. I'm telling you, it, it adds so much to the adds so much to the match. Not some weird wooden crate that somebody whipped up backstage. Britt Baker and Rebel were backstage saying that they could think of a million things they'd ask for if Tony Khan owed them a favor. But Vicky Guerrero asked for a wrestling match. Thank you, Britt yes. Baker. Yes. Thank you. Holes in the logic. Calling them out. I like it. Excuse me in advance for beating your ass. Yeah, it was a good. It was a solid promo. There were a lot of a lot of pre tapes this week. I yes. seemed like it seemed like more than normal. Yeah, all about pushing the uh, the the June thirtieth farewell to Daly's place. Yeah, uh, and building the the road shows. We had Chris Statlander against the Bunny. Um, it sounds like it was a pretty fun match. Also, sounds like Bunny uh, was a little shaken up after the match. Yeah, apparently Doc Sampson's walk, walked her to the back, uh, but apparently is okay. I, did, I don't really remember a spot that it might maybe it was a finisher because she has that like um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. it uh, the bastard driver that uh, yeah, yeah. Ibushi does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's essentially the same move. Yeah, uh, uh, Statlander calls it the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pile driver uh, situation there, yeah. but she, um, she says maybe that was. Maybe that was it. I don't. I don't know. But uh, it was a fun match. Uh, Bunny looked really good. Statlander looked great. There was some, you know, some back and forth with uh, with OC and uh, the Blade who was out there. Blade tried to slip Bunny uh, some brass knucks, but OC came in and yanked him out of uh, Bunny's hand, which allowed um, Statlander to get in position for the uh, Big Bang. Big Bang Theory is that what yes. it is? Yes. Is that corporate synergy as well? Simultaneously there? Uh, no, I I I think it was originally just a you know a galaxy pun but i think it has landed in yes. the realm of corporate synergy okay. uh, and after the match it sounds like they're building to oc against the blade right because other members of the hfo came out the hardy family office uh, th2 yeah. they held uh oc's arms uh as um uh blade put on the brass knucks and, and decked oc with them so it looks like uh yeah blade and oc something i'm here for because there was nobody else to come out and save because trent had his neck fusion surgery the day prior and uh chucky was said to be with him as he convalesces which is something a best friend would do so yeah. it makes perfect sense yeah just holding um, his hands holding his hand right there yeah the, stroke uh, stroking the top of his wrist and yeah. you know saying nice supportive things to him yes. um so so yeah that was uh that was adam for that match Probably happened in a week or two. Yeah. Uh, QT Marshall did a promo with Tony Schiavone. Moving on. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. cut a promo about Miro. Um, uh, 
you you'll have to tell me the delivery was better than the content here. It wasn't because the line I, I I'm reading here is. <laughs> He thinks Miro's got a god complex. Pillman's got a complex too, and it's called fighting for everything he's ever had. Yeah, I I'm not sure. And, and granted, I mean, you know, I saw the dark side uh, yeah. of of Pillman, but I don't think he can really say born on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, I, I don't think he was born on the wrong side of the tracks. He spent some time on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He had a you know stepfather who was who was not so kind to him, and all these different things. He he didn't have as as easy a go as uh you know a Charlotte Flair or some of these other second generation superstars. Yeah. Oh God, superstars! What's wrong with me? I've been indoctrinated, man. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's hard to shake. Um, Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Alex Albrantes. Uh, mm-hmm. cut a promo together. Um, Kingston talking about the Bucks. Penta speaking in Spanish, and Penta Alex says. translated. Penta says, "Next week we run over you." Was Alex wearing dumb pants? Uh, I'm not sure. Sh- probably, I think so. All right, uh, but was we also he also wearing gloves for no reason? I don't remember. Oh, okay, but the thing that sticks out is they're best friends again, Penta and Eddie. So that <laughs> Aww, makes me happy. Yay! <laughs> His best friend. It's my best yeah. friend. Uh, I love it. Love it. So really, you, you basically just kind of shift a Tracy Morgan impression in one direction more than the other, and you end up with Eddie Kingston. White guy from the Bronx doing Tracy Morgan. Yes. <laughs> then you had your main event, Kenny Omega with Don Callis and the Good Brothers defending the AEW World Championship against Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. But hey, credit here to Paul Turner. He tossed everybody the fuck out from the jump. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So that was that was refreshing, you know, because, you know, it's good brothers are going to have shenanigans. So uh, it was it was good to see those guys, you know, get a chance to go uh, at it. A quick note from the AEW dark tapings before this Mm -hmm. the show went on air. Um, The uh, Carl Anderson, he worked a match against Wheeler, Utah, uh, who uh, has been getting a look on the New Japan Strong show. The match was advertised as a preview for the tag team collision on New Japan Strong. Okay. All right. So uh, some synergy there. But uh, as you were recapping what sounds like a hell of a match that I cannot wait to watch. It was a really, really good match. I mean, you had all the babyface fire spots uh, for for Jungle Boy, some good reversals out of the uh, one-winged angel. You had a couple times where he had the bear, bear trap on Kenny uh, that you know he found a way to, to get out of. There were a lot of really convincing false finishes that the crowd and myself bid on. It was, it was a really, really well-executed match by both guys. Um, the right man won. You know, it, it, it's probably – it's not time to take the title off Omega and probably not the time as much as, you know, we're already buying into it, which is probably why they're going to prolong it as long as they will yes. of this Jungle Boy main event run. They've, they've got us. I mean, we're, we're our, our teeth are sunken in here, so they're just going to wheel us along the next year, maybe more until they finally pull the trigger on the guy. Um, he's just got that that star quality, man. It's a hell of a performer. Hell of a uh, in-ring storyteller. It yeah. was it was really really good. One of the one of the better matches of Dynamite. Um, especially, well, probably the best match of the uh, the TNT playoff era of 2021. Uh-huh. Um, and and one of, it's probably one of the the better you know pandemic dailies place era matches as well. Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. Omega gets the win with the one wing angel, which of course to date mm-hmm. has only been kicked out by two people. One being Kota Ibushi. The other being John Moxley kicking into exploding barbed wire. Yeah. Um, and after the match, we built more to Christian versus Matt Hardy. <laughs> this was kind of baffling to me. Um, it kind of turned into a to a free for all. So after the match, um, I don't who came out. Was it uh, so? Um, after the match, I'll, I'll read the breakdown from the uh, – So much happened yeah. in a very small amount of time. After I forget the match, who came Omega looked like he would use the belt to attack Jungle Boy. Christian right. runs out, makes That's a save, right. sends Omega packing. Here comes Matt Hardy in private party to attack Christian. Yeah. Christian was about to counter a twist of fate into a kill switch, but the Young Bucks ran out, hit Christian with super kicks. Hardy at the twist of fate, and Omega, Hardy, private party, and the Bucks all opposed together to end the show. Which is funny. I, I was thinking about this because – when they did the first stadium stampede last year, yeah. it was the elite and Matt Hardy uh, mm-hmm. on that team as baby faces. 
Yep. And now the elite and the HFO are now all heels and kind of having this uh, this slight alliance. So. I will say that is what you call consistency. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I I liked it. It was a uh, you know one of those things that pays off the people who have been watching the whole time. Yeah. No, I, I I'm right there with you, and it, it's nice to have that in the world of pro res. You know, a scenario where you watch things and you're rewarded for it instead of constantly yeah. going, what the fuck is happening? The other nice thing in the world of pro res is that, you know, we're not going to find out on Thursday afternoon that Private Party has been released by Tony Khan. So <laughs> that's fun, too. Hey, look, someone's got to pay for that video game and it is going to be <laughs> the blood of Private Party. <laughs> <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough Pod- House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... <laughs> AJ's nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt.